everyone, and welcome to the VG Podcast, Episode 3. Yep, I'm still churning it out, still keeping on going. Got some good topics for you today. Be sure to stick around, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I recently played the first level of the Doom Eternal downloadable content called Ancient Gods Part 1. It's a new DLC story pack that's come out for the game, and I haven't played through the whole thing, but I wanted to give like a quick little impressions of what I think after I've now beaten the first level. Um, this one isn't going to be super long, but it's hard, that, that long and short of it. It's, it's really hard. Um, they're selling it as a standalone pack, interestingly, which I, I'm not sure if I would do, because you need to know the core mechanics of how the Doom Eternal regular game works. If you were to just jump in to Ancient Gods not knowing what you're doing, then you're going to be overwhelmed. Overwhelmed within like the first few minutes. It's like the difficulty that you'd expect in the end game of the Doom Eternal campaign, the, the main game, the base game. And so this Ancient Gods is really, really freaking hard, but it does feel like actual new levels. The scenery is amazing. The graphics are amazing. It plays just as well as it ever did. Um, it sucks that I don't think that there's any kind of like character progression other than just progressing through the stages because you have all your weapons and stuff unlocked from the beginning that you normally have to grind through and unlock in the full game. And that leads you to being kind of um, empty in that in the character progression department you do have new lore um new lore stuff that you can find which is cool um and the guns play and use and shoot as well as ever and so that's all good it's it's more doom but it's hard this is almost like um like how doom 2 the original doom 2 had the master levels which were like new levels but there's only a few of them but they made up for the fact that they're really challenging and really difficult i'd almost consider ancient gods to be in that vein it's so just as like a forewarning if somebody hasn't played doom eternal yet um i don't know why you haven't it's a great 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 game but if you haven't don't jump into ancient gods and expect that you'll be able to play it and have fun because you won't you'll be overwhelmed very quickly you won't know certain mechanics or you'll you'll just throw stuff at you if you jump into it it almost makes the game artificially challenging instead of the natural challenge that doom eternal gives um but that's just from the first level um i'm, I'm i don't think it's going to get any easier in level two and level three which is what the part one of this of this ancient god storyline is going to consist of. Apparently it's going to be like six levels long, and part one is three levels. And so I played through the first level, which is this big water 
um, facility. Um, it reminds me of that scene in Star Wars Episode Two, where um, where Jango Fett um, was at, and um, Obi Wan goes after him. I think um, it's been a while since I've seen Episode Two, but the, it's that rainy planet with all the pods and all the robots and that kind of thing. That planet, um, it looks very, it looks akin to that. It's like a cross between that and the tanker in Metal Gear Solid 2, I would say. That would be the closest thing I could say to describe it. Um, it is really cool, and they do something cool with it at the end of the level that shows off the capabilities of the engine and how great the graphics can be. Um, but... It is fun. I like. I don't want it to sound like that. It isn't fun, but it's only going to be fun if you've played through and beaten the Doom Eternal base game campaign first, and and not just jumped right into um, do it into this ancient gods thing. Um, and the reason, and another reason I wanted to mention it is because they're releasing as a standalone. Uh, pack, which means you don't have to have Doom Eternal, which I, I I don't understand. I mean, I know they're trying to sell more units, but I don't know if that's going to really sell more units. I think their way of banking on it is when you purchase the add-on as DLC and the um, standalone, it's the same thing. So when you purchase one, it automatically gives you the other one. So um, even if you have bought it standalone, it gives it to you as an add-on for Doom Eternal. So I think that's their way of sort of trying to bank on it, being like, oh yeah, it gives it to you, and you're not losing or gaining anything if you're getting it now. And if it's a little hard, then you can still invest the money on getting the Doom Eternal base game. I think that's I think that's what they're trying to do with it um, in that way. That's their way of basically... Um, making sure that there's no controversy or anything. They're just giving up the pack, and everybody gets the pack, and you, when you get one, you get the other, and there's no confusion there. Um, but that, that's about it for my Doom Eternal impression for the DLC Part 1, Ancient Gods. Um, it's fun, but super difficult. Um, alrighty, we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. Apparently Activision and PlayStation are continuing their exclusivity agreement thing where, you know, they get an exclusive little DLC costumes pack or an exclusive DLC mode for Call of Duty or other games or ex limited time, early access, microtransaction filled crap. This time around, it's the upcoming Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War which is going to have the Zombies Onslaught mode exclusively on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. Um, now, to one thing that i got to clarify right now is that this isn't the overall Zombies mode. They're not, they're not that bold. I mean, they're not bold enough to take out like a major section of Call of Duty and making it exclusive to PlayStation. But Zombies Onslaught sounds like it'd be a really cool mode just to have for everyone. It's basically a zombies horde mode where every wave you get harder and harder zombies to fight and it's two players instead of four players that's basically what the significance is it's it's the horde mode the zombies horde mode that you've played before but it's made for two players instead of four um 
I, why, why, like, how, like, I legitimately wonder how much PlayStation legitimately paid for that. Zombies Onslaught, the two-player endless horde mode, or maybe it's not endless, whatever, probably maybe 50 waves or something, but whatever the case may be, it's so silly, and I can't believe PlayStation paid for that, and I can't believe that Activision's continuing to break off pieces of the game and make it so it's an incom incomplete experience for everyone except for PlayStation users. I and it and it's not like I'm, you know, being exactly hurt by this. My primary platform is PlayStation. I have a PS4 right now. I have a PS5 coming in the mail when that launches. So it's not like I won't be able to play Zombies Onslaught, but I can still see how it's a really crummy thing to do to take this really inoffensive mode that would just be a fun little distraction and making it a year-long exclusive to PlayStation. Not a, It's not a permanent one, which is good, but a year-long exclusive. Basically, when the next Call of Duty comes out, and it's not going to matter anymore. Um, complete waste. Complete waste of time. It's, it's so dumb that this is going to continue, and make it an incomplete experience for everyone. It seems like every freaking game now is having PlayStation exclusive content and breaking off like major pieces of content for the rest of the gaming world in major releases. I think it's a crummy practice to do that. Um, I mean, I guess this isn't like I suppose as bad as doing the overall survival mode, which is what they did, I think, with the Modern Warfare. They had the survival mode um, exclusive mm -hmm. to PlayStation for all that time, and that just, like, it, I guess it's not that bad, but at the same time, when you start doing that, it's like, well... Isn't it all bad at the end of the day? And yes, yes, it's it's all bad. I, I It is all bad. But at the same time, it's worth it to call it out when companies do stuff like that. Um, not much to say here. Crappy of them to do that. Xbox and PC players will have to wait till next year to do two-player zombies onslaught. Which is, I mean, again, it's just dumb and stupid, but I've probably said those words a few times now. I'm not going to continue to sound like a broken record. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Apparently, Charlie Brown is going to go under the umbrella of Apple, or at least a few of the major specials are going to be. So apparently, we're like two days ago, I believe. Yeah, it was two days ago. They announced that Charlie Brown, it's a Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, a very Charlie Brown Thanksgiving, and a very special Charlie Brown Christmas, I think that's what's called. Basically, the three known Charlie Brown holiday specials will be only on Apple TV, the Apple TV Plus, their little streaming service. And this is definitely significant because... A, they're like major, major specials around the holidays, like as far as like culturally, those have been on 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 for many, many years on television. And part of why what makes this deal significant is that this is exclusive rights to those specials, period. 
So it's not like, oh, well, they have extremely exclusive rights and you can only go there. It's like, no, the, for the first time in 55 years, I think, in the 55 years since Charlie Brown's Christmas special has come out, it's not going to be on network television, which is what it premiered on all those years ago. I think it's very interesting that we're at that point now. Um, the, those specials, they premiered on television. They're all about maybe 25 minutes in length. Um, they're made for TV, and now they're exclusively on internet TV. And broadcast television doesn't have any of those specials at all now, which is crazy to think about now. It's it's crazy to think that the landscape of television has changed so much in the 55 years since the Christmas special or um, I think it was 1966 for the Halloween special. Um, it really shows the evolution of television. And it's unfortunately caused also um, unfortunate consequences to getting those specials without an Apple TV subscription. Now that the specials are exclusive to streaming services, the home video versions have skyrocketed in price, and they're becoming hard to buy. I, my local Target, which is only a few minutes away from me, had three that were just sitting there on the shelf of the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown special, and those three were just sitting there on the shelf and nobody was really buying them, and then this news broke and all of a sudden they're gone in like a day and if you go on ebay people are selling them for forty dollars for great pumpkin the um the it seems as far as i can tell the great pumpkin charlie brown is the one that's particularly hit since i guess it's in season and the people have heard the news and there's just not enough of them the dvd copy is from 2008 they recently had a 4K Blu-ray, but that 4K Blu-ray is sold out everywhere. There might be more in time for Halloween, but the copies of that are selling out everywhere. And even though Thanksgiving and Christmas, those specials aren't selling out, who says they're not going to start selling out when we get closer to Thanksgiving and Christmas? That like I feel like when we get closer to those times, people are going to want those specials, and hence... The Blu-rays, DVDs are going to get bought um, bought up, and websites are going to be sold out, and the only way you'll be able to watch them is eBay. Either buying something on eBay, or if like you can buy it somewhere digitally, but I looked everywhere and it doesn't seem like it's available. It seems like you can only really get it on Apple TV+. Plus. You can't even buy it, so it's really strict there. And the only way to buy it is through this physical media. And the physical media is going to continue to go up, especially if this is like a multi-year exclusivities deal. Um, I think it just kind of sucks because there's a lot of people who look forward to watching those specials on television who have been looking forward to those specials on television, just like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Um special around Christmas time, people expect to turn on the television and have at least one channel with that on loop. 
since it's Halloween coming up, I was expecting like some of the kids' channels or some of the older cha- channels for cartoons for older people like Boomerang or Adult Swim might have, you know, Char- Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown, but now that's definitely not going to happen either. Um, and it's it just sucks to see um, the Schultz family. I know the, the Charles Schultz, the people, the person who created the um, the uh, Charlie Brown cartoons and special and specials. He um, he pa- he passed all those years ago. And when and when his estate took over, there's only certain times where those specials or the rights to those specials come up and so this must have been some kind of crazy crazy amount of money that apple paid just for these three television specials that are pretty short if you put them all back to back you'd have about the length of a short movie and apple tv's play paid a chunk of money for that and now people on television aren't going to be able to watch it even though the specials came to, from television initially. Um, I guess a sign of the times, and all I can say is I hope that they make it at least available to purchase in more rational means instead of having to pay scalpers on eBay or having to pay for Apple TV Plus because not everybody has an Apple phone and having it so that if you don't have an Apple phone, well, guess what? You're not going to watch Charlie Brown that that just seems kind of silly to me. I think that's kind of this is the more like ridiculous end of exclusivity agreements, and it's one that is just um, culturally important because these specials are so ingrained in the fabric of American society. People look forward to those specials, and now they ain't gonna get them. So so it ends up coming down to either. If you want Charlie Brown, you have to either pay the scalpers on eBay or pay Apple. Big Apple. Big corporate Apple. Yeah, the choice is yours. Anyway, I'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. I've come back to Pokemon after many, 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 many years. After digging into my closet and all that stuff and finding old... Pokemon games, I've decided, since I have a Switch now, and I got one recently, I was going to try out the recent Pokemon game, and so here's my little brief little impressions of Pokemon Shield, which is the one that I purchased. Um, It's Pokemon as you'd expect it to be, but they've made many, many enhancements to make the experience easier. Um, So the standard loop of Pokemon gameplay is that you got to try to catch them well it used to be trying to catch them all i don't know if that's the moniker anymore but catch as many as the game allows you to catch um and use them to battle other pokemon and capture other pokemon and level them up and make them more powerful and potentially make it so that they're like super pokemon and then you take on gym leaders and so it's standard pokemon stuff it's the the gameplay loop remains largely unchanged but what they've done is they've updated it and they've patched it and made it more smooth and more painless um there's stat screens that show you specifically what everything does along with like damage and impact 
how many you have, um, clearly defined polka centers, there's a fast travel option, there's an option to where you can camp and cook stuff and feed your Pokemon, and they feel, like, happy about that, and it's a way to get them to... It's a way to have a sort of mobile Pokemon health center, you know, like one where they could go out in the park and have fun while you're going on your Pokemon adventures. That's all cool and all that stuff. Um, I don't know a lot of these Pokemon, which is part of the reason why I'm capturing them, because people need to bear in mind, the last Pokemon game that I played, like, hardcore, like, played through to completion, was Pokemon Gold. And that was, I mean, hell, how many years ago was that? 2001, 2002, maybe, something like that? It's been a long time. That's maybe close... Oh, man, if it was really 2001, 2002, that's almost 20 years. So, yeah, I've taken a long break from Pokemon games. And I haven't... I've briefly, like, played one of the games on, like, a, another friend's Game Boy. But other than that, I haven't played a Pokemon game since this, so... It's almost like that nostalgic itch is being scratched again. Like, I've I've gotten sucked back into Pokemon like it's the old days. And I feel silly because it's a lot of the same gameplay that you'd, you've played before if you've played a Pokemon game. But this one is upgraded. The visuals are expanded. You have more options. Everything is a bit a bit more explained so you know exactly what's going on. You have to fight your way up the eight gym leaders, and then when you beat the eight gym leaders, then you have a chance to take on the Pokemon champion who they establish in the opening cutscene and as your rivals, like cousin or brother or something like that. And so it builds it up as this sort of friendly competition between you, the rival, and this guy that you're eventually trying to work your way up the gym, uh, gym uh, badges and get them all be able to finally face him and his Dynamaxing Charizard. And that's one thing that also threw me off, is Dynamaxing. I didn't know what that was until this game, where you apparently have to... where it's like a thing where for three turns your Pokemon becomes like a giant, like an almost Godzilla-type Pokemon that has like super-powered abilities and super-powered attack. And I, when I saw that, I'm like, oh no, this is going to make battles way, way, way worse. Um, but fortunately, it hasn't been so bad as far as my initial impressions. I've completed the first gym leader, and I'm about five and a half hours in, gameplay-wise. Um, so it's not like I'm super deep in there. But, I mean, that time just goes by like that, like a snap of the fingers. Because it's the standard Pokemon catching loop that you can get so wrapped up in, but it's upgraded easier and much more fun than it was back on the gold uh, gold days because, you know, you don't have that tiny screen that isn't backlit to look at and you're trying to basically grind out all these Pokemon. Now you can see clearly, things are explained, you have a Pokedex that you can look at, you have fast travel. Um, you've always had a Pokedex you could look at, but it's a a Pokedex that gives you more detailed information about Pokemon and which areas of the of the world, which they call the Galar region, the Galar region, sorry. The Galar region, they have, um, it tells you where certain Pokemon are, so if you're looking for certain ones, you can find them there. 
just overall fun fun Pokemon experience. I'm glad that I got it on sale because it's it, we're almost a year after it came out and I didn't have a Switch at the time. I wasn't ready to pay $60 for a Pokemon game. And now that I've had a Switch, it was like, okay, you know, I'll give this a shot now that it's on sale for $40. And so I feel like at $40, it was a worthwhile price. It is the same Pokemon that we've been playing, that I've been playing all this time, and a lot of other people have been playing, but with enhanced features, enhanced graphics, and it has an expansion pass because most games have some kind of battle pass or something like that now. This, uh, this, but this one feel for me feels unnecessary because I haven't played Pokemon since Gold, and a lot of these Pokemon I'm encountering are new to me, so I don't have much of a reason to get the DLC packs unless I beat the game and want more to play but um so i'm not going to have impressions on the tundra dlc that came out recently yet because i'm obviously not going to be there i have friends who are playing it but i'm i'm not up to that pokemon level i think it's like level like 50 or something like that yes having level 50 pokemon in order to go there or something like that yeah it's crazy um so i won't have impressions of that right now but um my impressions of the game is Pokemon, but enhanced. San standard old Pokemon, but enhanced for a modern generation. If you're into Pokemon and you have a Switch, it's definitely worth it to pick it up at the sale price as opposed to the full $60. Um, but if you're a hardcore Pokemon fan, you might have already bought it. But if you're one of those older Pokemon fans that's on the fence... I would recommend picking it up if you have a Switch. It's not worth going out of your way to buy a Switch, but if you have a Switch, you know, definitely drop the 40. I think you'll have fun. You'll, I think you'll have a fun time. Um, so, yeah, that's my impressions of Pokemon Shield. I'll be continuing to play that more. Um, stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. That's it for this week, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. As a reminder, you can support the show directly via Patreon and Anchor. Those links are patreon.com slash thevgman and anchor.fm slash thevgman slash support. Both of those links will allow you to support the show directly, but any support is welcome. I'll have a new show up for you guys next week, but until then, see you next time.